Hi, it's Mackenzie, and this is the Mill Spouse Brief. I hope you guys have had a wonderful week. We had a great 4th of July. It was really nice that Cade had a 96 over the weekend, so he had Monday off as well. And so we woke up and we worked out in the morning. And actually, so I do all those workouts with Katie through Holy You Fitness, but she was on vacation this week. And so she wrote us a bunch of workouts and she loaned us some equipment. And so we did like a med ball workout. And guys, it was intense and I loved it. It was so awesome. And I'm just so grateful that she goes above and beyond and kind of being a fitness trainer and a personal trainer and everything that she does for us. And she didn't have to do that. She could have been like, I'm enjoying my vacation and you know what, we'll come back in a week. But the fact that she did that so that we could be successful while she was gone really meant a lot. We had our love and respect class this week and so this is week two and I really love it you guys. It's so awesome and I would suggest anybody to do the class and there's just so many things that we've been able to learn and I think what's really cool about it is that it's a consistent thing in our weeks right now and so it's something that we talk about. So we like go to the class on Wednesdays and then we do the workbook on Sundays and it's something that we're able to like think about and talk about throughout the week and slowly start implementing and we're able to see like in conversations how things that we've talked about in class are then kind of playing a part and we're like oh that makes sense we're like oh let's see that and you know taking a step back and able to understand and realize like this is what's happening this makes this make this makes that action make sense or why is he feeling like this or why is she feeling like this and I really just love it and I think the fact that I've been able to gain so much knowledge from it has been awesome because it's something that I can use in my marriage like down the road and everything like that. This week is pretty chill. We've had a bunch of stuff going on like every night this week. But uh, so that's exciting. I like a busy week and I feel like with whenever you have a holiday and you have the Monday off for me it kind of like throws me off a little bit because normally Mondays are my favorite day. I get up. I have a really busy Monday. I like to jam pack my Mondays. I do all the laundry. I like do everything like that and I feel like when I don't have that Monday it throws me off and then like Tuesday I'm trying to do like Monday and Tuesday stuff and then Wednesday I'm trying to do Tuesday and Wednesday stuff and it kind of just throws me off. But it was really nice to have that Monday off so I'm grateful that we were able to spend that time together and that Kate was able to have a shorter week. And today's episode is my big news that I have been kind of keeping from everybody and the only reason that I've been keeping it was I had to make sure some things were lined up and went the way I wanted them to before I told everybody and so without further ado here is my big surprise. Okay, so my big surprise is that I'm currently in the process of applying to be a public affairs officer in the Navy, which means that I'll have to go to OCS and I'll be a naval officer, which is crazy. And I know if you're listening to this, you're like, what? And I feel the same. I truly feel the same. I'm like, what am I doing? So I figured I would update you on how I came to this and what that kind of entails and what I've been going through and all that kind of stuff. So we'll kind of go back from the beginning. I graduated in May with my degree in public relations 
And ever since I graduated, I've honestly kind of been struggling with what do I want to do? And now that I have this degree, should I use it? You know, like all those kinds of feelings. So one day, I can't even remember, I think it was on a Tuesday or Wednesday, because Cade um, got promoted, he needed to get a new ID. And so I was under the impression that like spouses had to too, but I learned that you don't have to. You can if you want to, but it's not a requirement. But before I knew that, we drove to pass an ID and they're like, sorry, it's not in the system yet. You have to come back on the 15th. And we're like, okay, no worries. So as we're driving home and the pass an ID that was open right now in Pendleton is on the other side of base, not the one right next to our house. So it was like a 20-ish minute drive. So as we're driving back from pass an ID so Cade can drop me off and he can go back to work, he says something like out of the blue about maybe you should look into joining the military because then you'd be an officer and you'd have your degree and you could, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And we've joked about it a bunch because since I was going to college, I knew that I would be an officer if I ever went in. And so I always joked like, oh, you'd have to salute me and oh, like I'd be over you. But I've never given it more than like two seconds of a thought. Never. But for some reason that day it like it kind of like hit my heart in like a way that I hadn't felt in a long time and I was like wait that's like is that like a bad idea you know like I I would kind of sitting there like talking to Kate out loud but also my mind is just moving 10,000 miles a minute about what would this entail and what would this mean and you know all kinds of stuff like that and it was this feeling that I like could not get out of my brain I literally couldn't eat. I was just kind of a mess because I was, I hadn't felt like that in a really long time about this idea and how it would change our lives. And, you know, there was just so many thoughts going through my head and so many questions that I needed to be answered. So my original thought was that I would look into the Air Force. And so I reached out to a couple Air Force recruiters and they didn't, the first one didn't call me back. And so I was like, well, okay, they like their office is right down the street. Like, well, how about we just drive there? You know, like I'm really antsy. I really just want to get some answers. And he's like, okay. So we got home from work and Cade, like maybe many of you guys that are listening, he was like, I will not let the recruiters tell you any lies. Like I know what recruiters tried to do and all this kind of stuff like that. So he was pretty adamant that he was there for everything, which I thought was really sweet and cute. So we show up to the Air Force recruiting office and it's closed and they're like, we're only by appointment. Give this number a call. And I'm like, well, I've already given this number a call. And it talked a lot about that it was like only enlisted, which I would be trying to go in as an officer because I have my degree. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll reach out to the Air Force office. Like that's strictly the office officer like route. And it's in Long Beach, which I was like, I really don't want to drive there. So I'll give them a phone call. So I give them a phone call and then there was one up in um, like Mission Viejo as well. And so I gave them a call and nothing, you guys. I didn't hear back. No replies, no nothing. And I was like, man, this is like, what the heck? And so I kind of was trying to figure out like, what did this mean? Was this just a door that wasn't supposed to open? Was this just not, you know, was this kind of just like a fluke idea that I ended up having on that day? So two days go by and... I was sitting on the couch and I was like, I love the Marine Corps, but 
I don't want to join. And Kate was pretty adamant that that was the one branch he didn't want me to join. And so I was like, what if I look into the Navy? We have a lot of friends in the Navy. They work really closely with the Marines. And I was like, and it just kind of like felt right at that moment. And so I was like, well, another phone call can't hurt. So I'll reach out to a Navy recruiter. So the Navy officer recruiting office is in San Diego. So I gave them a call and the guy was like, hey, I'll call you right back. Um, Sorry. So it took a couple hours and then he called me back. And so I was like, hi, this is my name. This is my information. And I'm wondering just about the public affairs program. Like what does that entail and things like that? So he answers some of my questions and he tells me that it's kind of a harder program to get into, but I should be okay and these are the things that I'll need, but that he is, he has to take another phone call and so he'll talk to me later. Okay, sounds good. And one of his suggestions was because the public affairs office, or program, excuse me, for officers is harder to get into, that I should look at some other MOSs, which is the Military Occupational Specialty. And so, um, Kate and I had agreed that I really just wanted to stick with the PO, the PAO program, which is the public affairs officer program, because that's what I have my degree in, you know? So he gets off the phone and he texts me and he's like, Hey, this is where you'll do the test, but I'm not going to be doing recruiting much longer. So I'm going to send you to a new recruiter. Here are two numbers, reach out to either of them and like best of luck. So I was like, okay. And so I just happened to pick one of the names just randomly. I just chose one and I messaged him and I was like, Hey, this is my name. This is my information. This is the person that referred me to you. I'm trying to take the, or which is the officer aptitude readiness test and kind of like, how can I schedule it? And it was like on a Friday night. So I didn't expect to hear back till like Monday. Then that Sunday, uh, the recruiter replied and she was like, hey, and so she gives me a call and I'm kind of like trying to explain everything. I'm like, hey, this is who I talked to. This is kind of the information I got. And I was like, this is kind of where my head's at right now. And I told her like, I'm really only interested in doing the PAO program or at least just applying for it. And she was like, yeah, of course. Like if you have a degree in that, that like totally makes sense. Like I'll help you. And I like told her my GPA and everything like that. And she was like, oh yeah, you're good. And so she was like, this is the day you can take the test, which was the 30th of June. And then she said, you need to study. There's a reading, right? A reading math and mechanical section. She's like, make sure you study the mechanical. That's where a lot of people get tripped up. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And that was kind of the end of it. And she's like, okay, I'll see you on the 30th. This is what you need. And so I was like, okay. So that was, I think, on like the 22nd. And I had until the 30th. So I had like eight days. And so I started studying for all the tests. And it's based, like the math is pretty much just like college algebra, like algebra three. At least my practice test. I'll get to the actual test. Uh, the reading is where you just like read a passage and answer a question, you know, things like that. And the mechanical is anything between like, for the study test, it was like pullers, pulleys and levers. It was answering questions about engines. It was a lot of physics and things like that. And I was like, oh my goodness gracious. So I start studying and then they also wanted me to have a resume and a portfolio. So I started putting those together and just hoping for the best. Fast forward to the 30th and I'm like so nervous. I'm like, okay, 
it's gonna work out. I wake up in the morning, I work out, I shower, I eat breakfast, I'm getting ready, and 10 minutes before I'm supposed to leave, so I'm, I wanted to leave at 8.30, and I think at like 8.15, so maybe 15 minutes before, I'm getting ready, I spray perfume, and I spray perfume directly into my eye. Not just like a, you sprayed it up and it like got a little bit in your eye. No, like the entire spray went directly in my eyes. It was awful, you guys. I like can't even tell you, like I just, the first thing I do is like dunk my head into the water and I'm like spraying water trying to clear my eyes out. So painful, it's burning. My eyes are so red and I'm supposed to leave in 10 minutes to drive all the way down to San Diego or a little bit like past San Diego and like inward. It was like a 45 minute drive, but I wanted to be early. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I finally clean my eyes out, but they burn and they're so red. So I look high and I'm like, great. I'm going to show up to a military recruiter's office looking high. Like that would be my luck. So luckily I get everything out. I got all my papers and that was my other fear. I was afraid that I was going to like forget the wrong papers or not bring what I needed to, like all that kind of stuff. I leave, I get gas and I head down to San Diego. Um, it was actually in a town called Santee. I think is how you pronounce it. And I get there and it's in like a shopping mall. And I was like, wait, is this like the right place? It's like an outdoor plaza, basically. I mean, there's anything between like a TJ Maxx, there was a Tilly's, there was an Einstein Bagels. Like, and I was like, this cannot be the right place. And I'm like, maybe it is. So I do Google Maps on well, because you know, sometimes Apple is just not always reliable. I get on there and Google's like, yep, it's right there. And I'm like, okay, you yeah, know, sounds good. So I sit in my car for like 10 minutes. I'm just like scrolling on TikTok. I'm like pretty nervous. And at this point, I had told very, very few people that I was doing this. And I think the, so if you're listening to this and you're like, I had no clue she was even taking this test. It truly was that I was too afraid to tell people if I failed. I mean, I told like probably not even 10 people because I was so nervous that I was going to fail. And then that's embarrassing. You know, you don't want to tell someone you fail the test. And so I show up and I'm like, hey, I'm here. And they're like, yeah, sounds good. Fill out this paper and start taking your test. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. I can do that. And I start taking the test and the math was like decent. I mean, there was like some and I was like, oh, geez, like without a calculator, no luck. I'm sorry. Um, there was a lot that you had to do, like you were given a piece of paper and a pencil and there was a lot of like computations you had to do. And so like it was intense. I'm glad I studied, but it was like, all right, this is this is something else. The reading, I feel like went fine. I think sometimes it was like for me, the hardest thing was like kind of just focusing. I was just really nervous. And the questions that it was asking, I was like, OK, yeah, we're, what is it for this? You know, but overall, I felt like it was decent where I feel like I got really tripped up was the mechanical which I was frustrated with because I did study and there were some questions that I was like, oh, boom, I remember that, I got that. Like I had one that was really similar to that. But for me, what really tripped me up for the mechanical section is the time. I didn't get to finish the test because the time ran out and so I was really bummed and I scored decent. I scored above what I needed to. I didn't score what I wanted to, but I scored enough to pass to get into the program. And so I was like, okay, well, at least I passed. At least I don't have to worry about telling everybody I failed. <laughs> so I get out and I start working with my recruiter. And so she's like, good job. And I was like, thanks. And so 
we start working on the application and kind of just going over everything. Like these are the papers you're gonna have to fill out. This is what you're gonna have to do. So for this particular application, I have to do the physical part. I have to do three interviews with other Navy officers. Some of them will be PAOs and some of them are just Navy officers. And then I have to get anywhere from three to five letters of recommendation. And then my application will go in and it's due, I think, September 17th. And then the board convenes in October. And then I should find out in like November, December type thing. So it's a lot. We'll keep breaking it down. So at first I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing that. So one of the first questions I was asked was, if I don't get in, am I like enlisted into the Navy? And the question is, the answer is no. So if I get into the program, then I will have to go to OCS which OCS is Officer Candidate School, and it is in Rhode Island for the Navy, and it is 12 to 13 weeks long. And then that is if I finish that, I would then get commissioned into the Navy as a Naval Officer. If for say I don't get into the program, it's more just like, good job for trying, but see you later. Like the Navy has nothing, like not on me, but I have no ties to the Navy. I haven't signed any paperwork saying that I am part of the Navy yet. Which is nice because that was one of my biggest concerns was can I apply for this program without saying like, hey, you own me. <laughs> and so I really like that. So that's one of the biggest questions so far. Now that I'm working on the application, because I currently live on Pendleton because Cade's a Marine, I'm able to do most of it through the Naval Hospital. So I've been doing that recently. These last week and a half has been full of going to the Naval Hospital and getting everything done for that. On Tuesday, I had 16 labs taken and they did 12 vials of blood. So that was kind of crazy. And I have to get an EKG and a chest x-ray. I have to do my dental I have to do get my eyes checked my ears checked I have to do like a full physical with the doctor so like it's a bunch of different things that I have to do which makes sense so that's kind of consuming some of my days recently because I've been back and forth to the naval hospital for all that kind of stuff and honestly most candidates I think go through METS which is like the processing for the military but because I live here I'm doing it a little bit different but and it's nice because it's super close and it's not a much of a hassle. But I think the biggest hassle right now is because Camp Pendleton's Naval Hospital, it's kind of like overwhelmed. They're really only seeing active duty. And so the hardest thing is like, they'll be like, well, are you active duty or you're dependent? And I'll be like, well, I'm a dependent, but this is for my commissioning physical, which would be for active duty. And so almost like every receptionist at any of the places I go, they kind of get like tripped up and they're like, Oh, geez, like, I don't, I don't know the answer to that, you know, so sometimes it's a lot of like waiting for higher ups to say yes or no for the per like for the different categories. And all of them but one have been like, Oh, yeah, we'll take you don't worry, like come schedule and do this. So it's going well so far, but it's definitely a lot. I'm working on the letters of recommendation. I have those sent out to the people writing them. So that's pretty much done. And then I have to write a motivational statement. And I don't want to say it's tripping me up, but I just want it to be good. So I've been working on it every day and adding stuff and taking it away and tweaking it and thinking about it. And basically, it's just my way of letting the board know like who I am and what I'm about and what I bring to the table. And I don't know if you think the same way if you're listening right now, but 
sometimes I feel like it's really hard talking about yourself and like what you're good at. So, you know, they're like, oh, like what sets you apart and how do you stand out? And it's like, I don't know, you know, like I feel like there's so many hard things, but then like I'll leave, read my letters of recommendation or I'll like think back to my accomplishments and I'm like, oh yeah, I could write that. But it's sometimes, at least for me, it's really hard to be like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like they'll want me, you know, like, I don't know. You just want me because you want me. <laughs> so it's definitely been interesting. I would say the hardest part that I'm going through right now is the physical. So I'm trying to be ready to be able to complete the test by the time that like my application goes in and like score well, which is another reason I've been working with Katie and um, she's been helping me so much you guys and I love going to her classes, but she's been literally the biggest help. Um, today, right before I recorded this episode, I ran my fastest mile and a half ever. So for the Navy test, you have a bunch of different options of like what you can do. So there's push-ups. So the things you have to do are the push-ups and the forearm planks. And then most people do the mile and a half run. And then I guess I was informed that there are options to do um, a two-kilometer row, um, a 50-yard swim, or a 45-meter swim. So kind of similar to that. I'm doing the push-ups, planks, and mile run. And it's intense, you guys. So I've been training. I train six days a week. So I work out six days a week. Sundays are my rest day. And so I've been trying really hard to get my body in shape for that. And it's intense. I always felt like I was, like, athletic and could do it. But this is, like, really, not to say testing me, but pushing me. But I love it. I really am happy that I have this goal that I'm working towards. And I just told myself that even if I don't get in, by the time my application goes in and the board gets back to me, I'll either be in really good shape and need it for OCS or I'll just be in really good shape and can come up with another goal that I'm going to do. So it's been pretty interesting and kind of what is entailed. The next question I've gotten a lot well, from the people that did know that I was doing this um, and now know that I passed was kind of why do you want to do this? Where's your head at? Like, most people's reaction was just, wow. I think my grandma said, wow, like 25 times when I told her that I was applying. And I think it kind of comes down to a bunch of different things. But I think the first and the foremost is I really do love my country. And being married to somebody in the military and living on a military base, I've realized how much I love the military and how much I truly want to be a part of it. And I truly want to experience it. Another thing that... I really like that the military has is the fact that there is that tight-knit community and there's people you can rely on and I've never felt like I had that growing up I've never had like a group or a clique I always just had like friends in different groups and so the fact that I could have these people that I could rely on and I could have colleagues and I could experience that and feel like I was part of a group it sounds really awesome to me and it's something I want to experience like I've talked about on the podcast before Cade is kind of in his like hasn't decided where he wants to go or what he wants to do kind of with the military whether he wants to get out or not get out and I like the fact that I could take that burden off of his shoulders and him not feel like he has to stay in the military if he's miserable just to provide for our family and so I like the fact that Overall, I could be the one that says, all right, I'm going to join the military and you can pursue other options and other careers and experience that. Kate has been 
so gracious to let me go to college and experience other things and support me in what I want to do. And I'm just grateful that he is so on board with this, but the fact that that pressure could be taken off him by chance and that it wouldn't be on him and he could explore firefighting or plumbing or whatever he wants to do and not feel like stressed about making sure there's income coming in or the bills are paid or, you know, things like that. And lastly, I really think that I love a good challenge and I love the fact that getting into the naval program is hard and that OCS is hard and the fact that I can push myself to see if I can accomplish hard things is something that I really want to try. I don't want to accomplish it just so I can say I accomplished it because I really do want to be part of the Navy, but I really like the fact that it's challenging and hard and that's something that I could experience People ask me about OCS and it is very intimidating. I've watched multiple videos and read a lot of posts and articles and it's it's looking like it's a it's not the most fun 12 weeks I'll ever have in my entire life, but I love the fact that I will gain so much knowledge and experience and that I will be able to come out of it a stronger and better person. And then lastly, I really do love that I got my degree in PR and I love what I'm doing currently um, in the realms of PR. I just don't feel like what I have right now could translate to something bigger and better. I feel like it would stay at that same level. And the fact that I could gain a lot of knowledge and experience in the Navy is very attractive to me. And the fact that I would be able to experience different things and work with different people and work with the media and all around just experience new things within the PR and the PA like field is something that I really like. I like the fact that I would be able to have this experience and that I can go in with some experience but it's not the same as other job applications I feel like. That was one of my struggles since I've graduated is that a lot of companies that I'm applying for I have to go in as like entry level because I don't have a ton of the like experience on that part of like what they're requiring which means a pay cut and that's kind of like hard to want to do and so I like the fact that I would be able to not have to take too much of a pay cut going into the military and that I would be able to go in and just learn and then walk away with all that experience. I love the fact that I could travel the world and get stationed some cool places and I love the fact that I would be able to do it with Cade by my side and have his support and get to experience military life. I thought it was really cool and the reason I wanted to do a podcast and kind of talk about and document everything that's going on is just because I am right now a military spouse and I love being a military spouse and this is a totally different perspective on the military now that I'm having this experience and if I don't get in I at least get to say like I got to experience the experience of trying to get in and how it's changed my view and how it's helped me as a military spouse and I'm just really excited. I was kind of nervous to tell people because I was like well what if I don't get in but I figured that it would be better for people to learn about the process in case they were wondering what it would be like and I thought overall that it's better to try and do something and be vulnerable and tell people like hey I'm trying for this and fail and deal with that than never tell anybody. 
I feel like a lot of times we only talk about the goods in our lives and I really want to be transparent on the podcast and talk about everything that goes on in my life and I'm just really grateful that I have the opportunity to go through this process and I'm grateful that I have so many supportive people in my life and that my body is capable and able to physically strive for the fitness requirements and be able to do those things and I really just hope that it is fun to watch on the sidelines and I just wanted everyone to be a part of it and it's been talked about in some of my other podcasts that I've recorded that are posting this month and so I was like hopefully I don't have to do an edit and be like nope didn't pass the test sorry for what we're talking about right now but now I can be like yeah that will make sense when I post that podcast next week um and so I just I'm grateful that I have the opportunity and I'm really excited it is a little scary sometimes I do get really intimidated and nervous but I'm super excited that I just get to experience it and I'm I think the biggest thing at the end of the day is I want to try so I don't have regret I don't want to regret not applying because I was nervous or scared to or the program was hard and then 10 years ago well what would my life have been like if I had just tried to join the Navy and now I won't have any regrets I won't have any question marks I won't have any well what ifs I can know hey I tried and I got in or I tried and I didn't and then I can keep living my life depending on how it goes. I'm a firm believer that God has a plan and I am ready to see what his plan is and I'm working really hard and I can't wait to update you guys as this process goes on. I will be sure to keep everybody updated with everything that's happening and going on and if you're a listener and your spouse or friend or family member has been through Navy OCS and would be willing to let me pick their brain and come on so I can ask a bunch of questions. I would really be appreciative of that. I'm trying to find somebody that is in the Navy that has gone through OCS so that I can do an episode on it. So if you are a listener and you know somebody, please reach out. I'd really appreciate that. And that's my big surprise. I am grateful for the support and I'm just really lucky to be able to be on this journey and see where life takes me. Okay, so I just wanted to finish with a quote. So Kate and I have recently been reading, so Kate was gifted the book by Admiral William McRaven and the first book was The Hero Code. So we read that and it's literally amazing, you guys. I would recommend it for everybody. And then he also wrote another book called Make Your Bed, which I had the opportunity to read last year. And then after reading The Hero Code, I convinced Cade that we should read it. So we're currently reading it right now. And I love it. So one of the quotes from the book says, if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. And I'll be the first person to say that I was not good about making my bed. And I kind of never realized the importance. But the book really talks about it. And it's kind of changed my view on it. Which then he leads to this second quote where he says, if you can't do the little things right, you will never do the big things right. And so I really like it because I think about if I can do these small habits and I can focus on doing the small things right and I can get the small things in order in my life correct I'll be able to do these big things and I've even been able to say it see it as I've been training for the Navy fitness test and preparing my application and things like that if I continually drink my water every day and I work out I'm slowly able to see 
progress and results and so I see that if I'm able to make my bed and to keep my house tidy and to do these things that are on my daily to-dos I'm able to accomplish bigger things and it's not going to always happen but I really like his mindset and the way that he thinks and you're able to see through his career and in these books that he's written that he's been able to be successful that he's not just kind of talking out of his butt that the things that he says that he's implemented in his life are really important and really valuable and it's been really awesome to read these books and to talk about them with Kate and I really recommend anybody to go get them and I'm grateful that I'm able to document this journey. It is kind of intimidating and scary because I have the opportunity to not get in and to fail and for them not to accept me. But I think at the same time, I think it's really important to be transparent and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to be transparent with you guys and for you to listen along on my journey. And I'm grateful that you tune in every Friday and I will catch you next Friday.